Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Welcome to J.L., yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. Yeah. 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 What's up, y'all? This is the Lady Jill Scott. Yeah. This is the podcast J.L. with my Familia. Aja, Great and Dantzler of the group Kindred the Family Soul. And they know me on the black top as the mother of all the mass dance kids. Come on. <laughs> oh, and uh, Margaret Laia St. Clair, daughter of Karima and Ron. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. boom. Yeah. What's up, y'all? Listen, we are here to chit-chat. You know, we, we are here to spark communication, to spark conversation. Today, we are going to be talking about this, this, what is this? This like no nap culture, no rest, mm. hustle, hustle, hustle culture. Booking busy, busy Booked. and booked. Yes. Stay grinding, stay grinding. It's a yeah. perfect day to talk about it because I ain't going to lie, I'm tired of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now it's in, funny. In the spirit and the body. Yeah. Yes. And post Rona, everybody's on Zoom, and so everybody's accessible. You you can do what you at home. Right. So speaking of, of just of today, we all are aware that there will be no one prosecuted for the murder of Breonna Taylor. No one. No one. And. uh we we like 
You just feel that. You just feel that. You carry that weight in you. Mm-hmm. Hashtag loving on a black woman today. That's when the spirit. Oh, is that is that been going around today? Yes. Well, from yeah, I actually heard that on the radio. Call in men of all colors and just love on a black woman today. Mm-hmm. You know, normally we don't we don't try to date these things. Mm-hmm. But there's so much going on in our world, so much happening in this country that I feel I feel exhausted. I do. It's it's a mental, emotional, spiritual exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, we're here in the United States and it's all about grind harder and uh and and, and part of me does believe in that. That, you know, you have to work harder than everybody else. That's a part of it, yeah. I agree if you want to get where you want to go. But baby need to sleep sometime. Baby need to stop. Baby need a good rocking <laughs> to, you to better, dream You better land. rock yourself to sleep before you right. rocking yourself in the corner of the room. Yeah. 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 I mean, the whole thing about exhaustion and, and even tying it into like racial exhaustion or gender exhaustion or just the exhaustion that comes from capitalistic society and that says that you'll only get to where you want to go if you pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, if you grind hard, if you're the first one there in the morning and the last one gone at night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the historical ties to that type of mythology is just so ingrained in us as a society. And for those of us who are women and those of us who are black, um, we find ourselves caught in the middle of trying to be and achieve all that we can and not always understand that that is a myth Mm. and that it is a lie. And now we kill ourselves for that which was never meant for us to achieve. And then we have to sit back and find room to imagine a space that says, well, what does it look like for me? What does a successful life and a peaceful life and a achieved life look for me? And how do I define that? And that is you know, hmm. feels to me to be the question of the day. You're in a new paper bag. Oh, ma'am. Oh, yes. And this paper, a bag brand is, new paper. paper bag is perfect. That's a perfect way to describe it because a paper bag is so delicate. Mm-hmm. And you, <laughs> you shake it. If you, you shake, shake it, it with some minute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little bit of grease make it weak, baby. We are in a new paper bag and it's all kinds of seasoning up in here. And the bag is just rickety. 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 Everything has to change. And I know, you know, I'm no ways weary. You know, we've been singing these songs, the gospel songs. I'm no ways tired, no ways weary. I just cannot grasp how any human being doesn't need to refuel. Maybe it's not sleep for you. There are a lot of people, especially young people, younger people than than I, that, 
you know, have all this energy, can get up and, and do the most. And, and often, mm-hmm. I admire that. And while you have it, that's what's up. I would say the 20s are for working hard. Do that. <laughs> the 30s are for working uh, smart. The 40s are for working when you want to. Mm-hmm. And how you want to. That's the dream. And the, and that's the that's the dream. Oh, the goal. That, that the is, goal. That's the okay. Better yet, okay, yeah, yeah, the goal. And the fifties are, you know, that's up to you. However, you want to play that. If you want to continue to work, how you want, when you want, that's what's up. If you choose not to work at all and travel the world and hang out with your family and friends and things like that, that's the way I see it. But I'm I'm hitting I'm about to be fifty, and I'm I'm still, you know, working. But my good friends, I am also taking a nap on the daily. I take naps. I got to tell you that, you know, and we spoke about this personally between the two, between the three of us, that, you know, the discovery of the Nat Bishop on Instagram has definitely changed my personal life. The Nat Um, what? The Nat Bishop. Okay, there's a Nat the, Bishop too. Yes, girl, the Nat Bishop from. Girl, you Inst- put us on to the ministries now. The bishop. Well, the Nat Bishop is the woman that runs the Nat Ministry. Okay, hallelujah. Right, mm-hmm. and it would have been lovely to have her on the show to talk about this this sleep revolution, this nap revolution. However, she is a preacher of her own gospel. And she has taken all that she's going to take in for 2020 in terms of work and spreading this this message and, and taking on. And, and I think her absence in this moment is actually even more profound than her presence. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes I find that we, particularly as Black women, have these transformative messages and we're able to come up with this these brilliant theories, this brilliant philosophy. And yet, we find it very difficult to live that philosophy for ourselves, mostly because the world has is in such need of our presence mm-hmm. and such need of our of what we bring to the table that we just can't we can't fathom how to do that. So I think her absence here drives home the message that your brilliance is essential, but your presence is not always. So wait, I want you to, mm. to reiterate that, Asia, because you said that so fast, but we had discussed the fact, I forgot we discussed the fact that she's taking a break and she's not, she has decided that she is not working for the rest of the year, which I found like, how, why, that is. Well, she's she's taken all of the work in which she has allotted. Right. Mm-hmm. That is healthy for her for 2020. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait and to talk to her in 2021. Okay. Is the goal to work how you want when you want? Yes. So how do you how do you But, but the question that? is at what point in life does that become the goal? Is that the revolutionary way that you think from the gate? Because we discussed and we all learn this together. Trust me, we're on the same page. You work hard your 20s, smart your 30s when you want to your forties. But if the thinking is that blackness has no age, it has no gender, it has no, I mean, what has, it has all these things because there's ageism and gender and all that stuff. The point is that blackness in our experience here and in our experience as a labor class, even if we wasn't just, even if we weren't black people, that we're all victims of this system. So does that have to start at a certain point in your life? Can you start to implement these life changes and this life 
you know, philosophy from the gate. I talked to my son today. Tell okay? me about it. And, mm-hmm. and I said to him, he was asking me advice about his career and about, you know, school and just his plans for the next year. Tell folks how old he is. So, year. so you know. He's 21. Uh-huh. And he said, <laughs> I know oh, it oh, feels oh. crazy. Come on now, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh. So he, uh, and I said to him, I said, well, do you feel under any pressure to get all of these things done? Mm-hmm. And he said, no, huh. I know it's up. To, he said, I know it's up to me how it goes from here. You know what else I think? I think that. I think that we get tired of moving. When it isn't necessarily the right thing for you anymore. Girl, I had to aim in hands up. Yeah, I mean, we change, we evolve, we grow. We want different things as we move along. New people come into our lives. And maybe that thing that you were so impassioned about uh, 10 years ago is not the same. It's not the thing. Maybe you've learned something. Maybe you've unlearned something, you know, and and you want to move in a different direction. I do believe in following that passion and not, I don't don't get this... uh, I, I believe in grinding, let me be clear, but grinding mm-hmm. for something that you actually believe and want. Mm. Not just because it makes you money. You're going to burn out. It's true. If you don't love it, especially. Because we all grind it. Oh, yeah. Well, Still I am. Yeah. Still are. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's a different kind but of grind. Something, <laughs> but it's some things that I love to do, and I in my schedule... Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, in my schedule, I make it a point to have some nap time. I don't care if it's quiet time. I don't care, you know, if it's stretch time, but it's my time and I need it. I need it. Respect you, so, loved you, want you. But <clears throat> So I, w- I wanted to share this little thing with you guys because we did, you know, we're not going to spend the whole show, obviously, t- speaking on a nap issue. But I wanted to bring up some of her words in this moment, though, as we talk about finding that balance between the grind and the. The, mm-hmm. the, um, the replenish so she says on her Instagram page this is about more than naps we are attempting to disrupt a toxic system that ties our worth to how much we produce mm. our bodies do not belong to capitalism we know better rest and resist thoughts mm-hmm. ladies How do you fight exhausted? And it's it's very it's also very American too. I was it's funny when I was preparing for this show, I was looking up. We forget about siestas, and uh, in Europe they do a uh, I forget the name of theirs, but it's all over the world. There's some form of nap or rest that us as Americans just do not we don't believe in. No, you know, I always got to take it back to Botswana. Come on, <laughs> to, to where you? <laughs> Botswana. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, and in Botswana, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I will tell you forever that my time in Africa really, really changed my mind about a lot of things, a lot of, about a lot of things, particularly time and space. Their fa- family means more than money. Time together means more. Raising your children means more than money. 
we it's so crazy to me that you know when the settlers or the pilgrims or whatever you want to call them what do you call them the uh the, colonizers, the, the colonizers, the colonizers, the colonizers, colonizers. When the colonizers came, you know, they looked at these these people as savages, but they actually uh, know how to live, how to live. That is major, and we, as American African Americans, if you will, we we don't know how to do it. We know how to follow the trend. We know how to, to walk their walk, the colonizers walk, but we don't know how to exist yet. We're still catching up too. Majorly. We still have post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean. Carrying and, it and walking around with it. Oh, yes. I mean, even even the the different stages that we've gone through to... Um, you know, to to find and make some sort of sense of this life here and mm-hmm. how to live it. And, you know, at first thinking, oh, well, if we're represented in this society, then we'll be okay, right? And it's, and maybe that desire to be represented here, it, you know, has pulled us further away from that energy that we know to be true. You know, that, that mm-hmm. thing that's innate in us, that thing that's that's culturally that we brought with us, you know, that 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 desire to be represented there says, oh, well, I have to find the, the best, the, the quote unquote best, best according to the society we live in, which is based on, we all know what that's based on, the best of mm-hmm. the best of us. And it's mm-hmm. like, we got to shift what we think the best is. Mm-hmm. If we think the best is this thing, We'll, we'll kill ourselves trying to be it. And still and we won't have. be accepted. And still won't be accepted, by the way. Mm-hmm. Still won't be accepted, by the way. Um, a, a, one of our great local DJs here, Miss Patty Jackson, <laughs> she got on the radio on her show the other day, and, or either was earlier today, and said something like, um, talking about Time Magazine, the people had made the cover of time mm-hmm. about being the most influential people. And she said, she thought maybe that it should have been all the people who had passed from COVID mm. as being the most influential. That would have been. Ooh. Mm. And I thought that that was, um, you know, profound because oh. who we decide is influential, who we decide is, you know, important to culture, pushing culture forward, our, our society, it gets further and further away from people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the masses, those of us who, you know, are not able to be, you know, acknowledged in that way that's centered around, you know, that kind of excellence or whatever that excellence looks like. It's rough. It's rough out here. So we need time. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. 
This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone in our country has a voice. It's something that says not just where you come from, but who you are. Welcome to NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of podcasts and a celebration of the hosts in journalism who've always spoken truth to power. Our voices are as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience. And stories should never be about us without us. Find NPR Black Stories, Black Truths on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm I'm working on... um dialect coaching and things getting ready for ready to play Mahalia Jackson and she says right before the I have the dream speech she says Martin tell him about the dream tell him about the dream Martin and and that's the point 
You got to rest. There's so many ideas, brilliant ideas, storylines, melodies, all kinds of information and creativity comes through in your dreams. Mm. Oh, yes. You're working so hard that your body just collapses. And then you get up and you do the same thing all over again. You work so hard, you grind so hard, and then you, you, you're you having issues wondering why your, your head is clouded or why you have writer's block. Lay your ass down for, for a spell, if you will. You know, you need it. Yeah. That Obviously, we're all in the same position. Like, we're all here agreeing with each other. Right. You know, well, which is... Well, in, in, the, in, the, in the spirit of disagreement, or healthy debate, you know, what what should be said when a person says, look, I, I can't, I don't have time to rest. I rest, right. I don't eat. I, so I rest, my children don't get cared for. I, I mean, there are those, rest has become, you know, a habit of the privileged. You know what I'm saying? And so that time, time and rest, you know, your access to it is directed to your privilege in society. So what about those people? But don't you think it's both sides, though? It's interesting, though. It's like, yeah, there's that. There's that. But then there's also the super duper successful who exclaim, I don't rest. I'm always working. I wake up at four o'clock in the morning to make sure I'm looking at the stock market and doing this. So then there's also the flip side of people looking to them and going, if I want to achieve this, this is what I got to do. It's just interesting. I mean, I, and it's just interesting that it's on both sides like that. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really up to you. What is it that you need? We're, we keep trying to follow, you know, what everybody else is following, just following the trend. What do you, you need. need? You mm-hmm. need rest and lay your ass down and try to plan a, a schedule and a life for yourself where you can actually rest. You know, right. you know that the more children that you have, um, the more likely you are to be exhausted. You know, the, the more you'll have to work or, you know, the more you'll need some help. You know, try to plan for what it is that you want in this life. Think about what it is. You know you like to get a nap, then that's that takes a certain kind of life. You know, and it may take some time to get there, but that's the goal is to get there, get to the life that you want to live uh-huh. instead of, you know, chasing, chasing. That first tour for me, the Who Is Jill Scott tour, I toured for two years. I got pneumonia. Mm. Three times, you know, Fever's 105. I did the late show with, what's the guy with the long chin? Jay Leno. Uh-huh. I did the his show <laughs> with 105 Fever. And and promptly, uh, so sick that after I got off of there, off of the camera, promptly peed on myself and passed out. Wow. Like, I was sick, sick. Not There's not a game. But trying to yeah, keep been up there. and... Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, trying to keep up. I know. I know. You, I know you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And not and not for nothing. It's funny. I also, you know, you think about sleep, and people don't talk about. You know, I was sitting here looking and reminding myself of all, all the benefits of sleep when it comes to beauty <clears throat> for mm. people who want to stay and for people who want to live longer <laughs> lives. It's like uh, just you might want to you might want to do that because if you're working hard and not getting no rest, so you can live this fast life, it's gonna be a fast life. And face gonna drop. <laughs> right, like right here. Like that's Listen, real. You're you're not Ooh, girl. Y- yes. Y- you're not missing 
I, 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 like like little babies, you know, little babies, you try to put them down and they keep looking, waking up to see what they're going to miss. Maybe you should miss that, whatever that is. Yeah. You know, maybe you should come around to that a little bit later. Man. My mother Which, used to say, uh, you can't be at every party. Right. Mm. Hey. You, you seen <laughs> you that person with them dark eyes. be at every party. Go to the parties you're supposed to go to, the ones that are meant for you. Yeah. But some are not. You're going to miss it. Yeah, you can't be everywhere. But don't y'all feel like, in, it's, it, but again, it just feel like in this age of like post-COVID, it's hard to know when to rest because you're always at home. And so it's, you feel like it's always, if you're not doing something that's for your home, you could be working. Mm. These things are true. And then, uh, then, and then, of course, there was a lot going around during the during this pandemic, and particularly in the social media space. That was like, if you ain't started an LLC, if you yeah. ain't done such and such and such, and you didn't do what you did, you wasted this time. You know, um, and and I feel like that's a good segue into a conversation about what constitutes quality time, and in terms of what you invest your time in. In terms of accomplishment, I've mentioned my mother earlier, and I was talking to my son in the same conversation about my mom. And I was like, you know, I put my mother to rest. She didn't own a home, she did not even own a car. She had a high school diploma, she had no formalized um, extended education, she had never won any awards. She had you know, not even done the stuff that was in her heart, like as a profession or anything like that. She was an artist at heart. And it was amazing at her home going that she had such a personal impact on so many people's lives that it was a constant line of, let me tell you about your mother. Let me tell you about what she did for me. Let me tell you about how she affected my life. Let me tell you what a friend she was to me. Da, 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 da. And you wouldn't, it was amazing to see that. And it helped shift my perception about what it is to be successful in life and mm. what it is, what it, what it is to have um, impact on the world and how you spend your time. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. on paper, she had not, you know, she had not done any of the things that people say are the goals. You know? Yeah. Sounds like... It's like <laughs> <laughs> sounds like... No, no, it's just, it's just interesting. I'm like, it sounds like something you would say about your mom, your grandma. Like, that's tis the case a lot. It's just interesting. You're right. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't any different than the next person in terms of, you know, everybody's going to have folks that love them. But right. it was that experience that kind of shifted that for me a little, you know, um, in terms of like how I spend my time. And for me during quarantine, I have, listen, I, I've worked minimally um, out of out of just the availability of work at first. Mm-hmm. But now a lot of the what I'm doing, I feel, is going to be indicative of how I live my life from this point on. That is one thing that I've definitely learned from this situation. Is what... Here. Here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This yeah. has changed us, and I, I, I think 
I mean, I hope that it's changed us for the better. You know, uh, just honestly, me being able to spend some more time with my kid, just being home has been extraordinary. I like that boy. Yeah. I knew I loved him. <laughs> I knew I liked him, but I like that dude. That's a good dude. He's funny. He's cool. He always got some jokes. Comes with the serious conversations that I don't know where they're coming from. I didn't expect it. But I, I, I'm like, yes, you are awesome. Mm-hmm. This is this is good. You know, yeah. uh, we do know 10 people. I, I personally know 10 people who have had COVID and, um, you know, got better from it. But, no, I mean, meaning no, nobody passed away. But, man, when I tell you listening to their voices and knowing them, how weak they were, and several of them wished for death, that's, that's major. We're not eating right as a folk yeah. We're not we're not resting for us the way we need to individually. You know, we're not we're we're hustling and working and trying to survive. And I'm not dissing you in any way, shape, or form. I, I want you to get what you want out of life. But this is your one body and your one life. And you know, you might need to take several seats for a minute in order to accomplish what you want out of it. It's interesting, though, because on the flip side, because I feel like my life is more on the flip side of what y'all are saying, because while I understand the necessity of rest mm-hmm. as a, I'm going to say as a creative or yet and still as a person who's kind of like gig to gig, if you are in a point in your career where you are working and hustling, then you are, you feel like you may, you're working harder, not only because you can right now, because you're blessed enough to do it, but then there's also a factor of the current state of the economy and living in a world where you don't have pension, you don't know about your social security, and you're trying to hmm. figure out too, when I turn, because I do want to be able to chill, it ain't going to happen, I mean, I'm not going to say it ain't going to happen, maybe I'll write some big hit show or do something where there's a big load of money, but for most people who are living there under a $100,000 life, it's kind of like, and you, how am I going to be able to live the life I should be living at 60 something years old? You know, I I look at that. I say that also coming from most of our parents who have jobs where they are, have retired and they might have a pension and they do have social security and they are still yet struggling. So you're watching their struggle with the assistance that you ain't even going to have. And so I'm just saying that all the, sometimes that can be heavy. And while you understand that you need to be taking care of self, you also have to figure out how to work that in. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's just, yeah. it's a... I, I hear you on that. I hear you mm-hmm. on that. Because, I mean, I, I, I consider myself, you know, a gig worker, too, in that same vein. Yeah. But I think, um, like, for me, I just, for me, I just feel like this. Um, there is no bag. Me and my husband have this conversation all the time. Mm. I'm like, if for and this is just my philosophy. My mm-hmm. philosophy is there is no bag. I don't, I'm not looking for the bag. I'm not trying to secure the bag. For me, there is no bag. You know, there is no spoon. There is no bag. For <laughs> me, it's like the my life has to move forward in such a way that's respectful of my day to day. And that doesn't mean that you don't plan for the future. It just means that I just don't expect this massive thing to save me from working. 
Mm-hmm. So I have to work at a pace I'm comfortable with so that I can still do it when I'm 60 or 70 or 80 mm. for that matter. Um, and think of my life in terms of how does it work for me um, in the long term. Mm-hmm. So everything I'm choosing to do now are things that I'm prepared to do when I'm in my 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. Like if that if need be, you know, if something else comes along along the way to make that that easier for me, then praise God. But uh-huh. for me, I just can't be focused on that bag because I personally just don't think there is one. And particularly for black people, it ain't because how many of us have had one generation secure the bag and two generations later, not even two, one generation later is gone. Yes. Yes. You know, and I just I seen it happen within the same generation, particularly in this business that we in. So, Mm -hmm. and all this be smart with your money and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, some of that's true. But there's a lot of things there that can change that. And we're sitting in the middle of one. Right. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. 
my friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone in our country has a voice. It's something that says not just where you come from, but who you are. Welcome to NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of podcasts and a celebration of the hosts in journalism who've always spoken truth to power. Our voices are as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience, and stories should never be about us without us. Find NPR Black Stories, Black Truths on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, be clear. You know, <laughs> I know uh, what things may appear to be with a lot of celebrity folks. Mm. But the reality is the majority of them, including myself, we do need to make money because you ha- you have no idea how many people I'm taking mm. care of. No clue. Amen. And their lights need to be on, you know, and... It is what it is. You have no idea with, right. with those folks. So they yeah. might have the new car and it might look good, but it's probably a, a, a loan. You know, they might have all the the accoutrement of jewelry and, and things like that. But the reality is it's probably not even something that they own at all. And I, I don't, you know, sport a bunch of shit. My car is from 2012. Um, I like old Shirley. Oh, Shirley, get me where I need to go. Okay. Oh, <laughs> always a female. <laughs> Come on, Shirley. Shirley Betsy, That's always the old black woman issue. Yes. That's my girl. Um, but I try my best to put things in perspective. What matters most? What matters most? I need to make I need to know that my mom is straight, you know, if I happen to go untimely. You know, I need to know that. I need to know the jet is is set up and that the situation is set up, not for him to just not have to work, because I don't even believe in that. I don't believe in I that don't. at all. You better earn your right. You better earn your way, mm-hmm. you know, in this life. I had to. I've been working since I was 14 years old. Word. Okay. Yeah. And paying bills since then. Okay. Mm-hmm. It does not stop. Oh, I yeah. just want, you know, I just want you to. Oh, understand everybody is, with a teen, everybody with a teen after their age in my house has a job. Girl. Wow. Oh yes. But actually, let me let me give them some credit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that I had to make them do. You know, but I, I I do believe in feeling confident, obviously, with you know doing for yourself and everything. And I and I respect everything you're saying, Joe, in terms of that legacy and making sure that people are that your responsibilities and the people who you're responsible for are cared for, particularly parents and children, a hundred percent for sure. And I, I, I do. I understand that. And I understand about creating safeguards for that. You know that's my goal by the way too. Parents only child yeah. shit. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I dig that. I really and, do. and nobody saw this coming. 
you know, I, I, maybe some somebody out there did, but I, I know I didn't see COVID coming. And <laughs> that that bag that we're speaking of, that thing went blowing in the wind somewhere. That thing was mm. apparently made of paper too, because <laughs> one minute I had uh, all it, all of the you know the numbers written down, and I knew what I was going to be making, and blah blah blah, and that that went out the window. Yeah. And now there's you know figuring out other ways to to sustain yeah. and to grow. Well, aren't still, you glad? That in the wake of that, that mm-hmm. there that you had the strength of what mattered in your life to then, you know, curl back into. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think that that's, that's what happens, too, is that in this moment, is that people are like, hmm, do I have a place, a soft place to fall in a moment like this? Well, my money, my, yeah, when money might be funny, or yeah. I don't have the same my job. I don't have the bustle of my job to keep me busy, and I don't have all these different things going on that are keeping my attention. Who am I in this moment? I can't move the way I want to move. And can we take that into this moment when it's no longer like it is right now? Because this too shall pass. Yes, well, hopefully, eventually. I mean, the, the goal is longevity. The goal is longevity. It's like it's like so many of us are living for this exact moment, you know, um, trying to, to get that new car, get that new thing that puts you in a bind every month, you know, just making making your existence so much harder. How do I know? I got people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got people. And I watch them do things. I get a car note that's just way out of mm-hmm. sorts. So when something like this there is happens, there is no cushion to fall back on. This, we're getting back to learning how to live, not just exist for the day, mm-hmm. for the week, right. to show people what, to show people that you you got what, right. you know, stuff. Stuff that can be burned, stuff that can be lost, stuff that, you know, probably won't even be, you know, the thing, you know, two months from now. Mm-hmm. We're trying to encourage you. Well, I'm, I'm going to speak for myself. I'm trying to encourage you to live. And living means, uh, or part of it anyway, um, is thinking about what you want for yourself when you no longer are able to get out on this road or work them three jobs or what is the goal and to work towards that goal. The goal is a comfortable longevity, in my opinion. What what do you have to do now to do that? So if you're in your 20s, knuckle up, learn all you can, get yourself some mentors, find out you know, what it is to, to what success means to you, figure that out. Then you start working smarter in your thirties and head towards those goals. By the time you turn 40, it'll all be different. (laughs) It just might. That's why I told you, there is no bag. It ain't there. It just, I, I think that the bag is comfortable longevity. But that's yeah. what it is for me. I, but you know for me what? Too. I like the idea of comfortable longevity as a goal, and and I and I agree with that. However, 
I think um, the whole the the bag imagery for me has just been problematic. Oh, we gotta change so the word just, then. Yeah, right. We gotta change the word then because it is it is something that you you working towards, and I know I've always been working towards just being comfortable and not having that feeling in my heart of hurry up, wake up, you gotta do this. Blah, 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 blah. That's, that's I do my need call. a comfortable longevity um, mentor though. Uh-huh. Like we need to find us a black woman that has achieved this so that she can help us to stay focused. <laughs> and well, I'm, not have, get off have, the... have you guys seen Tony uh, Morrison's documentary? <gasps> mm, I yes. Not. Yes, I oh, have. Put, I'm putting it on the list. Damn, it's so if many good documentaries. If there is anybody who understood what comfortable longevity meant. And that's just something that popped up in my head during this conversation. Yeah. But she knew what it meant. Yeah. She worked exceptionally hard to get it. Uh Uh-huh. That woman decided when she was going to wake up and how she was going to work. Yeah. She made sure that there was room and space and love for her children. Yeah. Mm. Um, And these things. Mentorship for others. Yes. And for herself. That's a goal, too. See, that's that's all those things, you guys. Having time to do the... Yes, all that. I'm sorry. I'm just glad you brought that up because she really is... I forgot how much she is my hero. Beyond that she is, you know, a canon in in and of herself. Uh But beyond that, just as a woman. FYI, folks, if you don't... As a woman. So you don't have to go look for it. It's on Amazon. I just want to let it right now. Okay. Uh I think it's also on on Netflix, too. Mm -hmm. I went to see it in the uh theater. Nice. <laughs> all right, you better than us. Right. I went to the theater, Zalek, to see it. I, yeah. I, when I watched that, I felt like, my God, that woman lived yes. a life. Uh, woke up every morning to her lake, you know. But the, it, the lake was on the back end. Right. But, but that's what we're talking about. Yes. All Is, of that. Yeah. That comfortable longevity. And, and working while she was writing her book. Mm-hmm. You know, do, during that, yeah. making sure the doors open so her children, she did what she had to do, but she made sure her children didn't feel alienated. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you everything about the documentary, yeah. but I would really, really love for all of you listeners, male and female, young and old, to pay attention to the life of Toni Morrison. Brilliant writer, beautiful, exceptional woman who took very little shit from this world and made it better. And that is... That is living. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Hey y'all, it's Eves again, a producer on the show. Laia, Jill, and Aja talked about how we can survive in the U.S., a country that often values grinding over health and burning out over sleep. For a take on how we can use our personal stories to thrive Aja recommends the book In the Wake on Blackness and Being by Christina Sharp. You can also check out the documentary they mentioned, Toni Morrison, The Pieces I Am, wherever it might be available on streaming services right now. And another shout out to The Nap Ministry, an organization founded by Tricia Hersey that believes in rest as a form of resistance. As always, I'll leave links in the episode description. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening to Jill Scott Presents J.Ill, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
This podcast is hosted by Jill Scott, Laia St. Clair, and Aja Baden-Dantzler. Its executive producers are Jill Scott, Sean G., and Brian Calhoun. It's produced by Laia St. Clair and me, Eve Jeffcoat. The editing and sound design for this episode were done by Taylor Chacon. I just wanted to add in, uh, to, in to Patty Jackson and in Time Magazine's defense, they did a cover of almost 200,000 uh, COVID uh, folks that, who had passed from COVID on their March issue. Oh. Um, make a note of that. Okay. J.Ill is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.